All right. We have Are you having a good time? It's a good week. It's a good week. We're uh, for those of you that hadn't been here in a, in a, in a few weeks, we started a, a series on purpose-driven church. And uh, I believe that the Holy Spirit is doing a lot of work in this community. I believe that history is going to be made here. And I don't want to watch history being made. I want to be part of it. And in doing so, we've had to declare, the, we've had to declare battle on the evil one. He's mad. That's all right because the heavens are going to fight for us. We're going to pray. We're going to sing. We're going to raise a hallelujah. But our church, if it's up to me, we're going to be taught how to be a church and how to be purpose-driven. We're not going to be distracted by what he's going to throw out there. There's folks that need saving, taught, and sending out again. And that's what we're called to do. We're going to share our hope with others. You ever shared your hope in Jesus Christ with others? But it's scary and intimidating to some. But one of our deepest needs is to leave a legacy behind us. You and me. That's one of our, we just want to leave a legacy. And some people try to do this through accomplishments. Some folks try to do it through achievements. We even want our name put on a building. And all of these things will leave a, a temporary legacy. But guess what? All of those will fade away. The only thing that will last forever is God's family. The church, the people that make it up. So if you really, 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 really want to leave a lasting legacy, an eternal impact, the greatest thing that you could ever do is to bring someone else into God's family with you. That's the greatest thing that you could do. Because that person is going to thank you for the rest of eternity. I'm in heaven because of you. You're going to get tired of seeing them. You're going to get tired of them thanking you. You're going to go hide behind Gabriel or something. Don't thank me again. I'm, I'm good. Not so glad you're here anymore. No, I'm just kidding. But they're going to thank you forever and eternity. So today, sharing your hope with others is the title of the message. If you want to go ahead and get those message notes out. Let me get the right one here. Sharing your hope with others. There's five purposes of God we've talked about. Today, this is the first one we're going to discuss of those five purposes of sharing your, sharing your hope. 
Jesus has a lot to say about this. Mark 16, 15 says, Wherever you go in the world, tell everyone the good news as you're going. Talk about Jesus wherever you're at. Whether it's in the grocery store, everywhere you go at work, it says, tell everyone the good news. Acts 1.8 says, you will be my witnesses. I love this. You and me, we're witnesses. Did, did, did y'all know that? You and me, a child of God, and our job is to be a witness. Now, we're not attorneys. It didn't say we are going to be an attorney. We hadn't got to present the case. We're just a witness to tell our story. I love when, when the Paxton and the men talk about everyone has a story. So we're just a witness to tell our story. Matthew 28, 18, 19 says, I've been given all authority, so go and make disciples. This is the part of the Great Commission. These are some of Jesus' last words. Last words are important. He says, we're authorized by Jesus who holds all authority in the universe. Go and make disciples. You and me got a lot of authority. Matthew 4, 19 says, follow me. This is the beginning of his ministry. Follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. I love that. Because here's what this is saying. When I read this, follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. If you're not fishing, then you ain't really following. If you ain't fishing, you ain't following. The proof that you're in God's family is that you're bringing or helping bring other people into God's family. I asked you this question last week. Is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? Is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? One more verse from Paul. We are Christ ambassadors. God uses us to speak as though Christ himself is making this appeal. God wants you to connect with him in a friendship. God wants us to be reconciled to him through Jesus Christ. Y'all know what an ambassador is? It's someone that represents a higher power. They are authorized to it. You and me, we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Everywhere you and I go, we represent Jesus Christ. Everywhere we go. Whether we were at the event last night or whether you at work on Monday morning, you are a represent, representative, you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Now the question is, are we a good one or are we a bad one? We're going to be a representative. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Are we a good ambassador or are we a, 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 a bad one? Because we're a witness, remember? We're a witness. We can conclude this. Write this down right here. My job in God's family is to invite others to join us. My job in God's family is to invite others Invite others to join us. Well, I know some of you are thinking, you know, I don't qualify. I don't have the personality. I'm not a salesman. I'm not a deal closer. Jim, I'm shy. 
Oh, I'm just, I'm just so shy. And I'm with you. Believe it or not, I'm shy. For, for the biggest part, I'm shy. I want to share with you five things today to help you remember. And it'll give you confidence. Maybe I'm not shy. But I used to lack in confidence. Maybe that was a better way to put it. And I want to share five things with you that's going to give you confidence in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. Amen? That's what I wanted. That, that was a better way to put it. Because I'm not shy. That'd just be a lie. <laughs> but I lacked confidence. Five things. Give you the first one right here. Everybody I meet has the same longing that I do. Everybody that I meet has the same longing that I do. Everyone you meet, they have the same longing that you do. Because I'm going to tell you something. Where you, when you were born again into God's family, you didn't stop being a human being. You didn't stop being a human being. You and me, we have the same basic drives. We have the same basic desires and longings that everyone else does. Amen? God created every one of us. And God put those longings in us. Ecclesiastes 3.11a says, God has planted eternity in the human heart. All of us inherently know and dream that there's more to life than right now. Would y'all agree with that? We know there's more to life than, than just this. It's, it's, it's born into us. There's so much more than just, just going to bed, getting up, going to work, come home, eat, go back to bed, and repeat the cycle all over again. There's so much more than that. So much more. Every human being was made for so much more than that repetitive process over and over again. And instinctively, every human being knows that something is missing. Y'all know what I'm talking about? They know that something is missing. And what's missing is is you hear preachers say it all the time, and I used to think, that's so dumb, but it's so right. We're created with this, this God-sized hole in our spirit, and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's a vacuum that only God can fill. But I went for the first 27 years of my life trying to fill it with everything but God. And we're still trying to fill it with everything. You know, we, we try to fill it with so many different things. But only God can, can fill it because it's shaped just for him. We try to fill it with sex. You know, we, we try to fill it with salary. We try to fill it with status. We try to fill it with money. We try to fill it with stuff. We try to fill it with our looks. 
I'll be 58. Mine's starting to fade. <laughs> we fill it with stuff. Guess what? We don't fill it because we just want more stuff. We talked about this morning, you know, I can't say too much about my group, because we, but we talk about things like that, and, and, and we say how you fill that heart. We, you fill it with sex, and you fill it with salary. All that is good for a season. It's just temporary. It's just temporary. Folks are trying to fill that hole, chasing the good life. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Looking good, feeling good, having the good. Only problem with having the good life is it ain't never good enough. It ain't never good enough. It leaves every one of us unsatisfied. Am I right? It doesn't quench our thirst for meaning and significance. It can only be filled and I love it. Write this down right here. It can only be filled what the Bible calls the better life. The better life. That's what I'm talking about. The better life. 2 Corinthians 5, 15 says, Jesus included everyone in his death so everyone could also be included in his life, a resurrection life, a far better life than people had ever lived on their own. A far better life. You might be having a good life. You might be living a good life right now. But what I'm talking about is a far better life. I don't know about y'all, but better means better than good. Better is better than gooder. A far better life is better than better. A far better life. John 10, 10 says this. Jesus said this. I have come so that you can have a real life, an eternal life, a better life that you have ever dreamed of. Oh, man. You see, what me and you have to offer as followers of Jesus, Jesus Christ is exactly what everyone is looking for. Did you know that? When you're scared to share the good news, it's what they're looking for. When you're scared to share the good news of a better life, newsflash, it's what they're looking for. It's what they're looking for. Because we all have that same deep longing in life. A longing for security, longing for self-service, and longing for self-worth. Longing for significance. We want our lives to matter. I guarantee you nobody woke up this morning and said, Man, I thank you for waking me up. I hope I don't matter today. We want our lives to matter. And guess what else? We all long for belonging. We all long for belonging. To feel that we're connected to a family. Amen? Growing and developing. If it's the last thing I do as pastor of your church, I want us to be a family. One that lifts one another up. One that takes up for one another. 
one that grows closer and closer to Jesus Christ. We all have a hunger for meaning, for purpose. And only God, our Creator, can provide these things. Only Him. The second thing we we need to remember is this. Everybody has the same questions I do. When you're scared to share the good news, I want to let you know, everybody's got the same questions that you do. Everybody does. Ecclesiastes 3.11, it says, None of us can ever fully understand all God has done. But he puts questions in our minds about the past and the future. Those questions that you have, let me tell you something, a little secret. Those questions that you have from God, I mean, those questions you have in your mind, they're from God. He, He put them in your mind. Questions like, who am I? You know, where did I come from? Where am I going? Does my life have any purpose? What happens after I die? What is my significance? What is the meaning of everything that happens to me? These are not small questions, but every one of them are planted inside of us from our Creator. And the fundamental answers to those fundamental questions are found in Jesus Christ and His Word. His Word. If you remember this, this will give you confidence. You don't have to have the answers. Remember, you're a witness. You're a witness. You're a witness. The third thing that will give you confidence, you remember, is this. Most people don't really know what they believe, and they often contradict themselves. Most people don't really know what they believe, and they often contradict themselves. People often label themselves, well, I'm a Buddhist, I'm a Muslim, I'm an atheist, you know, Most people don't even believe what their belief system believes. Some have even told me that, I hear the statement a lot, well, we basically believe the same thing. No. No, we don't. No, we don't. So I'm saying this is don't be turned off by labels. You know, don't be turned off by those. That some people are going to use as defenses. When you start talking to them about Christianity. Some people claim to to believe a certain way. Guys, get this. Would you believe that some people claim to believe a certain way, but they act a different way? I know you're surprised. Maybe there's some confusion. But when you share your hope in Jesus Christ, clarity begins in their lives. It clears a lot up. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. I believe that's on the back side. God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. John 8, 32 says, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Ooh, let me tell you something about the truth, though. To people that are living a lie, 
truth makes him mad. So the truth will set you free. But first, it's going to tick you off. Just to let you know. On the street, we use harsher words than that. But I'm on the street now. Y'all like that, did you? Brother man. <laughs> but the truth gets us free from confusion. The truth breaks us free from contradiction. The truth is the truth. The truth helps you make not your... De- You're not making decisions based on emotions, but on the truth. You know that people make most, almost all of their decisions, all of their choices, based on emotions. And then they go look for intellectual reasons and, 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 and logic to back up our emotional decisions. Y'all believe that? I'm guilty of it sometimes. I'm making a, a, a big decision based on my emotions. And then I can justify it all the way home before I see Angie. I practice my logic. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? I need 30 guns. One for every day of the month. Or you just sneak them in and don't tell her. I shouldn't have said that. I was just kidding, Angie, if you listen to this later on. <laughs> I meet so many Christians that are afraid to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, because they think they're going to have to argue intellectual ideas. Oh, I'm not re- I can't argue that. I, I can't argue with folks. But the truth is, most intellectuals are making their decisions based on their emotions. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I consider myself an intellectual. Wouldn't y'all? Oh, you wouldn't, huh? <laughs> Even intellectuals base some decisions based on their feelings. You don't have to be an intellectual to deal with emotions and feelings. Fourth thing to remember is this. Anyone can be saved if I listen for the key to their heart. That key is there in unmet needs or hidden hurts. Hidden hurts. Romans 3.23, everyone falls short of God's glorious ideal. Guys, I don't measure up by my own standards, much less God's. We've all got habits and we all got hurts. We all got hang-ups. We all live in a broken world. Every one of us falls short of God's glory. God's ideals. 
We all have these secret hurts that we don't want anybody to know about. Guys, I want to tell you that you can discern these things by mainly doing one thing. And I figured it out this week why I couldn't figure out why somebody's hurting because I didn't do it. I didn't listen. You see, we can figure out why someone's hurting if we'll just listen. If we'll just listen. You see, I hear certain things sometimes, especially when it's, it's my family, and I just want to fix it. I don't want to hear why you're hurting. I just want to fix it. But the best thing that you and me can do to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is to find out why someone is hurting. And we do that by listening. To see what the deepest hurt in a person's heart is. And when you've discovered that, then you can lead them to the healing power of Jesus Christ. To the better life. A far far better life there's only one way to God the Father and that's through Jesus Christ remember he's the way the truth and the life no one comes to the Father but through him maybe a miracle could happen question maybe that's what you're hurting about Maybe you're hurting out of guilt and shame. Maybe that person is lonely. But you'll never know if we don't listen. Maybe they're real scared of something. Maybe they're living their life in fear. Maybe they're looking for a, a purpose. They just might have a physical need. Emotional need. Relationship. I put crisis, financial crisis, thousands of, of different reasons. So much stuff that hurts us, isn't there? We just got to listen. You know, we got to listen to their story, as Paxton calls it. I'm not, I'm not advocating going up to someone and saying, you look terrible. <laughs> you all right? Boy, something must really bad be happening to you. All I'm saying is just listen. Just listen. Watch, listen, discern. It's all part of it. God will provide a way to, for you to present the gospel to them. A better life. There's a bunch of people come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior out of stress, out of pain and suffering. Because all those have a way of getting our attention, don't they? If you really want to reach people for the Lord, find their unmet need and secret hurt. 
This has a way of opening up their heart. But we're going to have to listen. Last thing to remember that gives you confidence is this. People have excuses, but we have God's Holy Spirit and the truth. God's Holy Spirit and the truth. I'm going to tell you something, guys. The Holy Spirit, the truth, will always win eventually. Here's what I have to remember sometimes. You're never alone when you share your hope in Christ. We have God and the Holy Spirit with us. The Holy Spirit is working through you, but it's also working through that other person's heart. While you're talking. While you're talking. Just remember that. You can even look, look down. No, just look in the eyes. You might get in trouble looking down. Just look at them and say, Holy Spirit's working through you. To your mind, the Holy Spirit's working through you. I'm working with you. I always think about, I always try to say, I wonder what he's telling them right now. I wonder what's happening in their heart. I wonder how he's nudging them. Because he's promised that he'd be working through them as I'm talking to them. They only got themselves. Especially an unbeliever, but you, you got the Holy Spirit. We're not alone. Second Timothy 1. 7 8 says, the Holy Spirit, God's gift to you, does not want you to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong and to love them and enjoy being with them. If you will stir up this inner power, you will never be afraid to tell others about our Lord God. Never be afraid. You will never be afraid if you realize the power of the Holy Spirit that is within you. Amen? Luke 21, 13 to 15. Well, it ain't on there. I didn't make, it, didn't make it on the cut. I don't have my Bible with me. But go back and read Luke 21, 13 through 15. What it basically says is don't worry about it when you're talking to someone. The Holy Spirit will prompt you what to say. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. I want to tell you guys as in we're closing. I'm not an intellectual. And I'm certainly not a, a gifted speaker. What I am is a witness. What I am is a satisfied customer. I could not argue a bunch of the points with a lot of different denominations and know I'm going to. I can tell you what Jesus did for me though. And if it's in the Bible, I'm not going to take it out. Whether you agree with it or not. I don't have that authority to take it out. All I know is at the age of 27, I'd had 12 wrecks in a year and a half. I'd lost everything that I had. My mom had run me out of town. That's bad. And I came to this town alone. And I looked up. And I asked God to save me. And he did. That's good enough for me.
It wasn't four happy hops to heaven. It wasn't a whole bunch of classes that I had to go through. I did have to grow spiritually. But he saved me. He saved me. He gave me a life of, and I'm not bragging when I say this, but a life of influence that I didn't, wasn't supposed to have. He gave me a life of affluence. That is my testimony. He gave me a far better life. And he will give it to you too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this far better life. This far better life. And I'm going to keep telling folks about it. And my folks are going to keep telling folks about it. So, enemy, if you're listening, you can just keep on and shut up and go on. We're going to keep telling folks about it. My God will fight for us, and you will lose. So, God, I ask you to bless these folks as we share the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we're about to baptize, too, a brother and a sister. About to go into the waters. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Keep your hand on this place. It's in your name we pray. Amen.